You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Are you looking for work? I know this is a sports podcast, but you might actually be in the right place One listener who listened closely to this very read has already grabbed a new job at Ball, and we want to tell you that people are what make Ball special. Ball knows that. That's why they're looking for more special people. Right now, they are looking for production technicians, as our homie who was hired to do. Uh, The company offers a competitive $27.39 per hour with potential for increase at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. It offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant. They want more special people in the building. They think it could be you. And if you are looking on how to apply, just text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the Winner's Lounge. Yeah. Let's go! Through a little caca in there, a little, 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 this was like if you could draw up the perfect game. I know we all want to win by forty. We all want to do this thing. If you could draw up a hey, what do you need at this game? You got a little bit of everything. You got Barton hitting a huge shot. You got Bones Highland closing the game. That was so much conversation. Yes. You got Faku playing great minutes. You got a lot of things that you really wanted to see, and the Nuggets get one of not their best win of the season. But unquestionably, in my opinion, one of the best wins of their season. Certainly a feel-good one. Uh, and I got the squad here. I got Harrison win. Let's hurry this show up. My car's about to get towed in Let's the back. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll try my best over here. I got D-Line. Let's go. I called the <laughs> tow so service on Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> Just pay the fine, man. You, you got lots of money. We're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. I don't make a max contract. <laughs> yeah, we're, talking, we're not talking about it. Over here, I got Superstar Dev. What a good game. Like, really, you did not – I did not expect that type of game. Um, nope. That type of um, bounce back, especially on the second night of a back-to-back. What resolve? Man, what resolve? It really was a, a resolve game. I mean, it had – Resolveful. Very resolveful. It had a lot of things going for it, man, and we're going to break into all of them. Nuggets win. 110-109 in a thrilling game, back-and-forth game. Big runs from each side. Guys play well, whatever. Nuggets eke it out thanks to a Jokic game-saving block. I want to try out something new, guys, I think we're going to be doing on this show. We often get right into the vibes. We get right into talking players, this or that. We rarely ever just recap the game. So I'm going to try to give you guys like a 60-second-ish recap of what happened. You guys help me out. Let me know. I'm going to time you. It, I don't, not, I'm less worried about the timing of it. I'm more concerned, actually, about not missing any of the big details. So here what I, here's what I got. First quarter, all Jokic. Mm. 
all yo it was an all timer. We were setting up for a second night of a back to back. Jokic carrying this team, eighteen points. He was aggressive. He was making. I mean, they we talked about it. Toronto plays small. Jokic was enormous. Uh, there were some ugly turnovers from him and from the team. Eleven turnovers in the first half, and told uh, the bench came in. And I thought they played with great energy. It wasn't always productive energy, but I don't think you could fault the bench in that first stint. They were hustling. They were flying around. Uh, Boogie missed some crazy layups. Jermichael Green fumbled a wide-open layup. Like, there were some weird plays that were in there, but they were playing hard. Um, Raptors got rolling with some momentum, so you stick with. It's the second night of a back-to-back. You stick with the bench extra minutes, and all of a sudden, Raptors make their run, take the lead. Starters come in. The Raptors still on a roll, and you think, oh, God, here we go again. Uh, Jeff Green, though, in the second quarter helped things turn around. Nobody played great in the second quarter except for Jeff Green, who had his own little mini run in that quarter and, and uh, gave saved, us some juice tonight. Saved the Nuggets. Uh, Bones started to struggle in the third. Jokic did not score a point in the third. <laughs> you start to think, "Oh God, here it is! Second night of a back-to-back. Wheels coming off. What's going to happen?" But no. Boogie saves a broken play with the finger roll. He had a couple great plays, even though he missed like seven layups, or maybe it was only three. Faku, I thought, played absolutely fantastic. He was all over the place, diving everywhere. And then Jokic gets an extended rest. You start to wonder, when are the starters going to come in? Michael Malone waits extra long tonight. They don't come in until about six minutes or so. Uh, also, Bones Highland gets the close. Faku played yes. great minutes. Bones had a bad third. Faku had a good third slash fourth. Nonetheless, Malone, true to his word, goes back to, to Bones Highland, who I thought did very well in the final five minutes of this game. And then at the very end, Barton with a Sambor shuffle bailout, <laughs> like a horrible possession from hey, Denver. You it, can't write this stuff. You can't write this up. He gets he just has to like heave a shot up. Like there's no time left. He has to go. He drives to the middle of the court. Sambor shuffles it off of his right leg and drains it. Goes uh, Nuggets go up. Fred, you think the game's over. Fred Van Fleet comes down and shoots a rainbow three that goes in. So now you think, all right, Denver's up only one. Denver has the ball. They foul Jokic. You think, okay, put it up three. At least you can't lose. Jokic misses both. Both free throws. I remember that. Uh, he had a great, you know. The he only two, two free throws minutes. he missed tonight. So now you think, oh, my God, you're at the mercy of the Raptors, who are a great out-of-bounds timeout uh, ATO team. But no, Will, uh, Nikola Jokic for the third time this season. Gets a game-saving block shots this time on Scotty Barnes for the win. How'd I do? 58 seconds. No, no. Pretty good. <laughs> that was like two and a half minutes. Eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, that was a really long one. I know, but you still, didn't miss anything. I did, did I not miss anything? You did not did miss. You, did you call that? Did you remember when they had called that one timeout early on? <laughs> yeah, they did have a timeout you, earlier. You yeah, I, did, I, I did forget to mention <laughs> it. Um, no, that I mean, it was a crazy game. I just wanted to touch on all points of it. Yeah, so in case you missed it, that you get this one because it was fantastic. I'll start, though. Big takeaways. Harrison, what's your big takeaway from this game? I mean, the game-winning block from Jokic was incredible. If you watch the play, he comes from the entire other side of the paint. Yeah. You know, he wasn't even on that side of the basket uh, to block that shot, but he moved freaking quick. Like, he, he got on his horse. Got over to the other side of the basket. <laughs> he did get on the Blocked the shot. Dude, that, that, he is the one the one player in the league of all time where that phrase is most appropriate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very appropriate. But his third game-winning block of the year had one against Houston, then had the one against Golden State, and he gets one tonight. Um, it was an incredible play. It was an incredible play. Uh, I, it was a great game, too. I mean, that's part of one of my big takeaways is it was just a fantastic game. Uh, Eric, what's your big takeaway? Um, my big takeaway is that Boogie Cousins makes sense in the second unit. The second unit, like, actually really held their own tonight. Like, it wasn't... The second unit was great. Yeah, they were. I mean, they, this, and it, it makes all the difference in the world because when the starters came back in and the, for their second stint, they got kind of beat up. And yeah. 
if not for the second unit sort of like not only just dog paddling and sort of staying in place like they actually like took it to toronto at a certain points so bench construction is so important and having roster uh rotations that make sense is important like having the starters the actual starters come back in to finish the game is important right like, you don't have these weird i we don't know what to do situations so uh you know it's nice one game after the most frustrating goddamn game of my entire life, we get the sweetest, most satisfying game. Everything is in balance. Everything is perfectly in balance. You talk about the second unit, and I just said they were great, and I realized they weren't really great. What no, they for did them for them, but but actually, here's how I would put it: there were moments when it like the game was going to turn. There was three or four of these where it's like seven points, and you think Raptors up seven, and you think, man, like if you don't get something here. This is going to spiral out of control, and every time that happened, the bench had an answer for it, and they would go on a 5-0 run or a 4-0 run or 6-0 run, just something where they would get stops that you didn't expect, get buckets you didn't expect, and close that gap. So it, it was so huge for them. Dev, what's your big takeaway? My biggest takeaway is um, last night after the game, Malone spoke on his superstar being fatigued, yes, being tired and just not in it right now. Um, he goes... Has a you know a pretty good game misses both free throws and instead of giving up oh, he both. makes the biggest play like yeah. you know yeah. uh, of the game and, and also just like to get them back rolling and, and and into beating a really good team like the Raptors they've been hot they've been really hot and the Nuggets had you know one of the worst nights last night that yeah. just it was a bad you know aura around the team so for Jokic to not pout not to get down on himself or anything like that and to actually make that type of play. That just goes to show the type of leader that he truly is. Yeah. He calls Barton yeah. out last night. Right. He misses both free throws, but he bounces back and he makes that type of uh, block, and that's yeah. just big. So that's my biggest takeaway. Man, you guys all got the wrong answer. I can't believe it. I have it. another one. Oh, you have another biggest yeah. thing. We'll give you one more try. Is it something bird? No, I is it bird related? <laughs> he knows where I'm going to go with it. You know, this is the 44th game of Bones Highland's career. And it's the most important game he's played. Good job. Um, Great work. Harry. He gets the start. <laughs> he's a professional over he here. He finishes the game. Yeah. He closes out the Raptors and hits a big three down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Closes out a really good Toronto team on the road in his second start at point guard on a back-to-back. -back. It's, it's the most important game he's played so far. This was not an easy test. This was not an easy test no. for Bones Highland because Faku was playing fantastic, similar to the last game. Faku had a great third, early fourth, yep. right? We all talk about Faku played great. Just played an extra six minutes in a row, 17 minutes total. Faku played great tonight again in his stretch, especially in the second half. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, even I put it, I put it on Twitter and I'm like, am I really more confident right now with Bones closing this game <laughs> than I am Faku? Like, you know, it's tough. But Bones Malone, I think, did the right thing. Bones Malone. But Bones did the, I think Malone did the right thing. He went, he went back to Bones Highland. He's going up against a Gary Trent Jr. who's giving him a full court pressure. You know, they're 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 making them work. They're putting on a full court press. They're doing things that are really really tough for a young, inexperienced point guard. And all these other things happen. I'm not saying Bones won the game. I'm just saying he was given an extremely difficult test tonight, and I think he passed. Yeah. Not just passed. He did a very, very, very good job. In fact, when he checked in, the first play of, uh, over the top to Jokic for a layup, that was very important. And he one, missed that pass earlier in the game and then got it late. Great, great point. And it's important, in one, because Jokic didn't have any buckets like inside the paint from the first quarter, second, third, all the way right, till then. Right. So it was big reestablishing the interior, but it was also just big because it's like you handled the pressure, you got it going. And the rest of the game, man, like there, 
they just were, this was a t I was watching him. I'm just like, man, this is hard. They're swarming. Yeah. They're putting so much pressure on him. And he just did a very good job. And then he drained the three. He hit that three-pointer that yeah, was, was like a deep three, too. A deep three. It was Bottoms. one of those ones where we want him to shoot those all, like first quarter, second yeah. quarter, third quarter. No question about it. <laughs> Fourth quarter, you're like, you got to hit this one, man. Are you it's saying like, it was a bad shot? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's just that it was one that if you you thought it was a bad shot. No, no he I, gets I, it. I see you. I see uh, you. Uh, Dame Lillard with the bad okay. shot. But it wasn't. This is the thing. Damian Lillard's kind of what? I can understand that point there. I'm just saying this <laughs> one was a shot where you're like, man, you have to have some cojones to do it, and he did it. So to me, the top story, the Nuggets got the win in a game when Malone trusted Bar uh, Bones down the stretch. And it was not an easy one. This wasn't like, you know, Orlando let him close. No, this was a tough game. Yeah, and then, he, uh, like, I mean, Malone trusted in him. He, he talked about it last night about not going with them to close. He had to hit some big shots, and he stepped up and hit the biggest shot of the game. This was not a great shooting night for Bones. And also, he had his hands full for the entire game, having to go against Fred yeah. Van Vliet, who also had himself going especially late. So, Bone steps right in, um, you know, makes the right plays, and that's while learning. Because, like you said, um, he did miss Jokic on a few plays, but it's still learning. He's still learning and on the fly. So, um, big bones games, and and also that's something that you could trust in. They were without you no know, Monte Morris, their starting point guard. They went with Bones after making that mistake, and it actually worked out. So it's like, okay, let's give the rookie some minutes. Let's get him in there. Um, in the mix and, and try <laughs> to give him a chance, and he did that. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you just love to see uh, players step up. Like, if you w looked at Bones' face when he was in the um, – oh, man, Peaches? What the hell? This is Dude, you. Come on. This no, is a five overload. Come no, on. this that is a five is overload. What if, I just, what if my heart just exploded out of my chest? Um, but, like, if you saw him in the huddle before we went back in, he had, like, a scowl on. He's like – Bones, he just like he's just like ready for it. Like he's built for it. He's not scared. I love it. Like I mean, he's definitely not scared. I know, but I'm saying like he just has that persona of like let's go. And the fact like when he brought the ball up at the very last possession for the Nuggets, like he was being doubled by Van Vliet and uh, I don't remember the uh, Gary uh, Trent. Maybe Gary, I don't know. Maybe, it was a... All the same. Like they're putting heavy pressure on yeah. him, and he was really poised and he made the right pass. He got it over into the corner to Jeff Green, allowed everything else to open back up so that. Jokic could miss two free throws, and I could uh, die inside. You know what? I kind of <laughs> like the way this game was officiated. It was a pretty physical game. And, like, yeah. Yoke got to the line ten times, but there was just a game where they allowed a little bit of extra contact both <laughs> ways, and that made it even harder for Bones because there were a few drives in this one defensively where Gary Trent kind of just, like, knocks him out of the way, and you're yeah. like, you, you saw some of those plays, and you're like, oh, God, he's not ready. Yeah. But, you know, he recused himself very well down the stretch. Yeah, I just think he grew up tonight. And Absolutely. It's not like he played a perfect game. He had no. four turnovers. He had some really bad giveaways, too. But the fact that Malone stuck with him, which which was big, um, he didn't have to. You know, He could have played Faku again. Um, Faku played better tonight than he did last night. Yeah. But he went back to Bones, and he was rewarded because it was the right choice, and, and Bones was clutched down the stretch. Definitely yeah. grew up. No question about it. Where do you guys want to go next here? Home. Let's go home and party. <laughs> I don't want to talk anymore, dude. I just want to vibe. Uh, Jokic, <laughs> I'll, I'll go here. Jokic obviously made the big play. You're right about you're right about this with you know him being tired or this or that. Uh, oh, we got the DraftKings Sportsbooks King of the Game. Look at that game-winning block. It's all it says. I love that game-winning block. Rightfully so goes there, despite the fact he had 28, 15, and six. Right. Which, despite the fact that he turned in one of the most dominant quarters I've right. ever seen from him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that first quarter, man, uh, 18 points, right? Yep. And it's not like he was getting single covered. It was through double and triple teams, right. too. Right. The Raptors were just too short. 
Yeah, it was. Here's the thing I'll say though: the third quarter really was concerning. The fourth quarter was actually good, not great, and then he misses the free throws, which makes it almost like below good. Um, but he does make the game-winning block. I'm just worried a little bit about Jokic's fatigue. We talked about it last game. I'm telling you, man, like you was watch him. There's so many possessions where he's like running like I do when I'm exhausted, like <laughs> oh, dead man. tired, like ready to quit on everything. Like, so he was running like he was, that. Do you look like he was dead? Is what you're saying? Yeah, he looked like he was dead. <laughs> I'm telling you, he looked really, really tired. So that's that's one of the stories. Yes, he was good. Yes, he had the game-saving block, but the minutes to me are starting to be a little concerning just because I think he needs this break bad. Yeah, he definitely needs a break, and for him to have to go to an All-Star game that I feel like he does not want to be in. Definitely not. It makes it a, a tough. What the great thing is that he does not take the All-Star game seriously. So maybe that is a break for him to just reset himself and also be around other celebrities and stars and whatever the case may be. Um, but, yeah, he gets to, like, calm himself down and, and reset after it because he does um, look tired. With that being said, he also still showed up in the game. And I think it was a very calculated game from him. Um, to, to attack early so they aren't able to double team every single time. And if they do send the double team, now you got to see other guys step up. Like this was like a full effort like game from everyone. Like the entire team contributed in some way where you can't just attack one guy. And I think it was because he set the tone so, um, so early in the game. Then he like kind of like weighing down and that comes with fatigue. But if he doesn't start the game like that, you know, they don't win this game. No. So very calculated. My question is: Is you guys are know know much more ta- like tactically about basketball than I do? Why why is it that Jokic is so frequently just floating around the outside of the arc? Is it do you th- is that the way plays are designed, set up, or is that his decision? I think there's two things. This is what I was going to say in, in in response to this. One, I just think he's tired. Like I really think it's a first quarter, fourth quarter, set yeah. the tone, finish the game, and then the middle. If there were a better point guard out there today. That made things a little bit easier and a little bit more floor spacing. I do think it's a little easier to go down to the block. But you saw how hard in that first quarter he had to work to get the ball and how hard the team had to work to get him the ball. And he did great things with it. In the fourth quarter, he had a move, or maybe it was the first quarter. I think it was the fourth quarter. He had a move where the double came, and he brought the ball over the double team and (laughs) scored. Like, that's attacking, like, no matter, even if they bring two guys, you have to score. I just don't think, I think Jokic is one-on-one. I'm going to score on you in the second and third. First and fourth, even on a double, I'm going to try to score on you, and that's the difference. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, it's it's a fine game plan, you know, because he's going to have to play a lot of minutes. He's got so much on his shoulders. He knows he might get tired in the middle of the game. I'm going to set the tone in the first quarter right. and then finish him off in the fourth. Right. I mean, if you gotta if you gotta carry the load that he has to, it's it's a fine game plan. What does Jokic t- or what does Malone tell us whenever he talks about Jokic's fatigue? He says there's nobody carrying the load that he does. He's going against double and triple teams every single night. Well, that's what I'm seeing in the first quarter. He's scoring on double teams. Yeah, he's okay. not just schooling one yeah. guy. He's scoring through traffic. That's what I'm saying. Like this is why this is why it's so confusing. I mean, the the answer makes sense. That it is exhausting yeah. to do that the and, entire and game. And shooting a three takes way less energy than that. Yeah. It'd, it'd almost be like a running back that, like, you have a great running back, but if you can only run up the gut every single time, it's, like, it's exhausting. It's like you got 50 runs right up the middle. You're not getting open field. You're just getting, like, you have to sure. carry four defenders every single yeah. time. Eventually you're going to run, run out. It also doesn't loosen up the defense at all. Like, putting right. them out yep. there, like, gives you, like, a five-out set where – you could try to catch them slipping or you could try to create a mismatch of some way. So maybe a back screen or setting you at the high post where now you have to defend um, on an island. And a lot of guys aren't being able to defend Jokic on an island, even though he's a center. So I think that is just like fatigue. 
I think it's just trying to loosen up the defense and give them a different adjustment that they have to make and just you get tired. You can't you can't go after it every single time. You're going to wear yourself down. But this is why when people talk about like how much better can Jokic get, it's the three-point shot because we're not surprised he went 0 for 2 tonight. He's so a, predictable. He's a good three-point shooter. He's just like some nights he's 0 for 2. Some nights he's 0 for 4 or whatever. But if he can get to the point where those quarters are also like equally as effective or almost equally as effective where it's like, yeah, I'm out here now. Come out here and try to contest yeah. me. Because one of the ideas of him being out there is it should open up the paint. I know with Toronto it's a little bit different. Um, by the way, really love Toronto. I loved watching them tonight, <laughs> especially now that Denver won. Yeah. Like Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi. Scotty Pascal Barnes has Siakam. the best floater since Rashawn Holmes. Dude, he Rashawn Holmes. I thought he was going to Rashawn Holmes the Nuggets tonight. Oh, dude. Yeah. He had two of them in a row, and you're just like, oh, God, here we go. I didn't even make that association. I'm going to go back in my mind to be terrified. It's, <laughs> it's scary how familiar it is. It was one of, the last one was like the free throw line. And I was yeah. like, and then he tried one from the baseline and it missed. And it was like, yeah. there you go. That's not yeah. the spot. It's not the Rashawn home yeah. zone. Um, last, but, last thing on Jokic, though, his like shot distribution tonight was so predictable, I thought, because he takes 10 threes last night in Boston. Right, right, yeah. The media gets on him about, oh, why are you shooting so many threes? Do you think you shot too many? Comes out and shoots only two threes tonight. Yeah. So predictable. But he also did shoot too many threes last time. So he did? It, there's a little bit uh, there. Uh, why don't we hit our first break? On the other side, another Ooh. guy who had a somewhat predictable season uh, night, and maybe in a good way, is Will Barton. And we want to talk about him uh, on the other side. Stay as well as Jeff Green. we got to talk about Jeff Green, too. Yeah, man. stay I gotta, tuned. I give Jeff Green some love. <laughs> oh, great game from him. Ranch Rider Spirits launched in 2019, born from a food truck in Austin, Texas. These things are... Adam Mars's favorite they alcoholic are. beverage of all tomorrow, time. Tomorrow at Super Bowl, all he I'm can't drinking. stop talking about. I really can't. You guys <laughs> yeah. think I'm joking? You guys know I like I like beverages with no sugar. This is my yes. thing. No sugar. No sugar. They're healthy. <laughs> well, I don't know about healthy, but healthier. Uh, Ranch Rider uses premium spirits like Reposado tequila or six times distilled vodka, sparkling water, and fresh squeezed citrus. No added sugar. No artificial preservatives. Um, after only two years on the market, they've established themselves as one of the top 10 fastest selling alcohol brands in the country. Uh, so pick up some Ranch Riders today. Visit RanchRiderSpirits.com to find a location near you. Also, Green Mountain Dental Group. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group. Get a free Sonic Air toothbrush. Top line electric toothbrush, the one that most dentists recommend. Just schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush. They're located 15 minutes from downtown Denver. They're Colorado people, you know, just like us. Great at what they do. Stop in there today. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush today. Woo! Won that rebounds bet tonight, Dev. Good job, man. I've been I've been giving out bangers. That's what I have been doing. Yeah, the, the listeners at <laughs> home and watchers mash. have no idea how much money Dev actually makes. From gambling, like people have no idea. Does Dev know or loses? You know, I mean, yeah, do, do, like, a, do we have an actual like? People just don't tally? know. That's <laughs> uh, ridiculous. You'll never know. Uh, <laughs> let's get to Will Barton tonight. So he had a game in the last one. Jokic calls him out. This was the the topic of conversation for our pregame show tonight. Um, which, by the way, I hope you guys are watching the pregame show. It's like a mini podcast. We don't just preview the game. We also talked tonight. We talked about bones. We talked. You know, there's always like little topics in there um, that are evergreen. But Barton tonight comes out, takes just nine shots, goes four of nine, including two of four from the three-point line. And a lot of those shots came in desperation moments. It was like he was very clearly, I thought tonight, Dev, not like not looking to be a shooter. In fact, like almost you could say uh, making a point, like I'm not going to 
I'm not going to. He just was not around the basketball a lot tonight. Yeah, you knew that that was going to happen. Like, there has to be, like, someone that's, like, taking um, track at home. Like, you know how the Nuggets are 6-0 and when Boogie Cousins plays? Right, yeah. There has to be something about when Barton takes a certain ten, amount ten of shots. Ten or fewer or, shots yeah. or something. Because I know it that it leads to the offense flowing just a little bit more. Like, yeah. this was, like, set up. And it's also a great bounce back spot for him because he could have he could have pouted and said, no, I'm still going to take my shots that I'm getting. And he had some that he turned down just to try to make a better play. Um, and, and that's just on his mind. And I actually wonder if Jokic is going to talk about it after the game, because, you know, like there has to be some type of like just clearing it. But that's a professional that goes into it and takes like the consent, like what you just said about him, the, the criticism. And it's like, OK. Yeah, I'll get back into the flow of the offense and we'll see how it goes. And it actually worked for them today. There wasn't many things to pout about with him today or to be upset about. Um, but he also he shot shots when he needed to. He yeah. he still, you know, was part of the offense where he didn't just defer every single time. And he still had his moments. There were a few you know, shots that he's going to take, but you would take that. But he did make it a point to get Jokic the ball and get it to um, positions where he creates the mismatch. And then he exploited them. So. I think it was a good bounce back spot for Barton where he, he, he was a leader. Yeah, yeah. There's something like really nice about a game, a back-to-back game where you have the terrible taste in your mouth of last night. And yeah. both Jokic and Barton played the exact opposite game it's so true. tonight that they played it's last so night. Where they were yeah. like, well, that didn't work. Like, let's do everything opposite of what we did last night. Yeah, Barton, I mean, I take a little offense or a little issue with uh, calling that last shot of his a Sambor shuffle. He was going sideways. He was falling. Uh, I mean, you, you give things names for a reason. They're supposed to mean something. Um, all that being said. <laughs> this is wild, man. I can't believe I call it, this I, is the hell you're going to die. I'm going to call it a Baltimore bump or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Baltimore a boogie? A Baltimore bramble or something. Boogie? A Baltimore boogie, dude. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I, I don't know what to say. Marlo did the same thing, and if he was here, I'd give him the same stern talking to. <laughs> You're right. It's not the awkward one side dribble. Yeah, yeah, like that's whatever, the Sunboy shuffle. He still shot a right-legged shot, man. Like, I didn't, when do guys shoot right-legged? Right-footed, one-footed fadeaway. The Sunboy shuffle, but he was going sideways. He's going across the key. It, you know what? The only reason I'm like arguing both sides of this is because when Yoke sometimes does the spinning <laughs> sambor, I'm like, it's a little different. It's like, yeah. so different. Man. So whatever. We have like a name for every right. u- unique Jokic move. We'll just call it a uh, Barton's interpretation of a sambor <laughs> shuffle. Okay, it's like uh, it's like a cover song. It's like a cover song. It's like unplugged or something. Sambor <laughs> <laughs> shuffle unplugged. Shuffle. No, but but Barton Barton like. He played in controlled night, and Remix. that's what you needed from him against Toronto because the Raptors turned you over. You know, they, I think, are top three in the league in fast break points or points off turnovers per game. I know Barton, I just feel like he played a controlled, calm game tonight, and that's what they needed from him. Who had the highest plus minus on the team today? Anybody want to guess? Tonight? Uh, Jeff Green? Jeff Green. I would guess Barton. It was Will Barton. Will Barton. Hell yeah. Is that chat telling hey. you? Are you waiting no, for the chat? No, no. I just I, yeah. I, I, I used deductive reasoning as to why you thought why to bring that up that right question. now. Why would I ask that question, yeah. Uh, I can talk about Jeff Green next. He had a bunch of points <laughs> in a little in a <laughs> little flurry. The Bombor Buffle. 
No. <laughs> the bomb Absolutely board bubble. not. I'm with it. You know what? I'm with it. Let's the bomb go. board bubble. <laughs> it was a bomb board bubble. <laughs> it was a so Great bad. job, chat. Great <laughs> terrible. job. Thanks, DPC. You saved the show. <laughs> uh, Jeff Green, man, like we've seen a lot of a handful of games lately where he's just been like coasting. Yeah. There was a moment where the Nuggets, I'm, I'm telling you, the bench had the same thing, but Jeff Green with the starters had this thing where it's like, the game's teetering on the edge. Is it going to get out of hand? And he had a little run tonight. Ended up with 19 points on 10 shots, which is incredible efficiency. Um, sometimes, you know, as of lately, you watch Jeff Green and you're like, do something. Just do <laughs> yeah. anything out yeah. there. And he just he, he just fits in. Flies under the radar. Um, you can't be upset with him, but you're not happy with him. This was a game he did the complete opposite. He actually had, on the second night of a back-to-back and being 55 years old, he was just like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to play. He rebounded. He assisted. Um, scored. He, he had 10 uh, field goal attempts in a game, and you just don't see that from him. Um, on, a, on a team that, you know, sent the double team in and let him get open shots, he took them, and that opened up the defense a, a yeah. lot more. So for him to just be able to just, like, turn on that switch on the second night of a back-to-back, they really did need that. Um, from their, their their old guy, dude. Jeff is like totally like a good times friend. Like where, like if you if things like turn bad, you like got thrown out of your apartment. Like you would not call Jeff Green, but like <laughs> if you're throwing a party and like you want the vibes to go from ninety to one ten, like yeah. we gotta get Jeff. <laughs> and if things are going well, like Jeff is there. He's engaged. He's making it happen. But if things are going bad, he's like. But that's the mm. thing about tonight, though. Like his flurry came when things were going bad. Like yeah. when Denver desperately needed that, that like uh, somebody to step up, and he yeah. kind of had it. I don't know. I feel like Jeff gets the same shots every night, and it's just a matter of if he shoots them or if he passes yeah. them up. Yeah. And tonight he shot him. Yeah. He was really aggressive. Three of five from three. Yeah, three of five from three. He was going to the rim when he had the opportunity. Like he can do this every night if he wants to, but yeah, we don't get it every night. But Denver. Nuggets definitely needed it tonight yeah. in that in that stretch you were talking about. Another guy we got to talk about tonight, Aaron Gordon. He had 13 points, six rebounds, two assists. Not the story of Aaron Gordon tonight. The story was he was matched up with a guy that I thought coming into it might be a good matchup for him. Tough cover in Pascal Siakam, but hey, Aaron Gordon's big, strong, long. You know, like okay, Siakam, he can move with him. Uh, not the case. Pascal Siakam <laughs> absolutely torched him tonight. This might actually be the most lopsided, like. Where AG had an assignment. Yeah. This might be the most he's gotten destroyed. Pascal Siakam was the player of the game between the two teams tonight. 35 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 16 of 22 shooting. 16 of 20. He took 22 shots, only missed six of them. He was incredible. He was so good tonight, and he did not see Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, he he lit him up, like, in every sense of it. And that's also been a little bit scary with Gordon. He really has not shut down anyone in a very long it's time. It's been a minute, yeah. Um, and, and you're asking a lot of them every single night to, like, you – your assignment for the week was Jason Tatum, and then you the next day you have to go against Pascal Siakam, who's been who's the player of the month. Yeah. Like he's like in a zone, and you're taking again, like you're going against the guy that's taking all of the shots. So while he did get like lit up, I do enjoy the fact that he still competes hard every single time. He does not make an excuse in these type of games because, you know, he could easily say, says, like, hey, I'm having to guard everyone. I need a night off or I need, you know, Will Barton to be able to guard these guys. Sometimes he steps up to the challenge and he, you know, he he gives that effort. Um, and I just think that you have to applaud him for that while also having to do, you know, offense as well as that defensive assignment every single time with the cross match matchup. So. 
he got lit up. It happens. But <laughs> like, what would after happen all if, of that? He got lit up. What would have happened if it was like Will Barton on Pascal Siakam? Like, well, if, I mean, well, sure, Pascal I mean, might have gone for fifty. I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah, they didn't have a better option. They didn't have a better option. So, I, like, even though he got like lit up, like, it still probably slowed him down. Well, here's what I mean: know? is that well, maybe. But here's my point: is that one of the things you think about with Denver in a postseason is. If you go up against the LeBron, unlikely as that may be, you go up against some of these guys. How is Aaron Gordon going to fare? And look, I maybe we just talked about Yoke being fatigued. I think Aaron Gordon's pretty fatigued as well. This was a back-to-back. He's had the hamstring injury. He looked to me like a guy that was like, I you know, physically he can be better than that. But it is at least a thing you file away and say, you know, how how are you going to fare in the playoffs against one of these types? And, yeah, you know. I mean, if you're thinking about the Nuggets from a big picture perspective, Aaron Gordon's defense is more important than his offense. Like, the Nuggets yeah. need him to be an absolute lockdown guy when push comes to shove. When they're in the playoffs, like that's what they need him to be above all else. So, I agree with Dev. I feel like his defense has slipped definitely from where it was over the first couple months of the year. Um, but I still have faith that come. Playoff time, he can still give the Nuggets an all-NBA defensive effort. I do, too. I'm When I say filed away, I mean, part of what you might be filing away is just the idea of the All-Star breaks here in a week. And, yeah. I, and I both believe but also hope that Aaron Gordon, after the All-Star break, is going to look a little bit like a different person. Hopefully for the final 28 games or whatever is left, yeah. that's one of the questions. I do feel like with Aaron Gordon and his Nuggets tenure, it's been, like, great – Worn down, great. Worn down. It's like these little ebbs and flows where you could tell something's not right. Then he's out a couple games. Then he comes back, looks yeah. great for five, six. Then he gets hurt. So just something to kind of keep monitoring. Um, I did love his offensive game tonight. Last night he took some really bad threes. I thought, but tonight he took three threes, and they were all in rhythm. Yeah. You know, they were all real quick catch and shoot in the flow of the offense. And those are the threes he's got to take. Yeah, no question, no question about it. Um, last guy that I think deserves his own mention here. We're not going to get to everyone, but the last guy is DeMarcus Cousins. You know, coming in tonight, the Nuggets were 5-0 and in games in which he played. Uh, Detroit twice, Brooklyn twice, Pelicans. None of those great. Tonight's a great win, and to improve to 6-0 and now when DeMarcus Cousins plays. But here's what's funny. Once again, Boogie goes one of six, and all of those layups were like, they yep. were layups. They, yep. weren't, they were like wide open stuff. So yep. I, I don't know, Dev, how I'm supposed to look at this. One is... DeMarcus Cousins keeps doing – I mean, he rebounds. There's undeniable. That part of it, really impactful. Denver needs it. Rebound, that, he's got that. But should should the Nuggets expect that they're going to get even better once he starts making these, or is he just never going to make layups? He's, he's such an enigma for me, honestly, <laughs> because, like, I watch him out there just suck yeah. on offense the entire time. Like, does not help from, like, a statistical standpoint – but his impact is just like so needed and you could actually see how much he's affecting the game when he's in there. Just a big body that like alters shots. He's he's a bully out there. He's moving guys around the refs. I feel like the refs are not like now not calling as many things. He's like it was knocking, a physical game. They he's knocking him, guys him down do and he's not getting calls and he's just playing through it. He still had three fouls tonight. Yes, in but you still minutes. you want him to you want him to finish like so badly because he's always at the right spot. He always gets um, like the extra rebound and things like that. So for a guy that actually is not on the scoreboard, like doing like good things, the Nuggets really do need him in that second unit. So he's just he's so tough for me to say. Yeah, he's just a big guy. He gets rebounds. He just like clogs the paint. He just he uh, intimidates people so they don't drive the paint as easily. It's just 
I don't need him to make any shots. Like I don't want him to take shots. He misses them. Like, but it doesn't matter. Like he, just, there's something about just being a presence. Like he's he's literally just a tree, and it's like we need a tree. Yeah, I agree with all that. I mean, I've never seen or I can't remember the last guy who has whose box scores look this bad, particularly just his shooting. But the impact he's made has been so obvious. Um, I think he's kind of integral to the bench. I really do, man. I, hard, I think very hard to argue against it. I think the, the Nuggets bench is just so much better, and it's just obvious. It's undeniable how much better the bench is with him in there. So I think Denver kind of needs him. And look, you don't really don't need your backup center a ton in the playoffs, but there will be a game I guarantee you in the postseason where Joker gets into foul trouble or, or something happens where you need your backup center to step up and play a big role and. I feel like you need DeMarcus for, for that opportunity, potentially. It's his athleticism that is shot. And when you talk about in the playoffs, you tend to go a little bit smaller. I think you tend to go a little bit more skilled, and in particular defensively, but also a little bit offensively. And DeMarcus can pass. Like, that's one thing about yeah. him. He had two assists tonight, but he's not yoked. But he did have one really nice assist a tonight. Really a really, nice really, really nice one. And just a guy that can keep a little bit of continuity and movement going in the offense, I think, makes a big deal. But more than anything, it is the size. It, I think it's less my perspective here. Again, the bench was all minuses <laughs> again tonight. Not that the, I mean, they were little minuses, so, but whatever. That's good. Yeah, That's whatever, awesome. whatever, whatever. That's amazing. It's a win. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, if, if we need to name the bench the little minus. The little minuses. The little minus good. good. Yeah, yeah the little minus are good. But, um, but it's just that uh, it's better than the alternative. That's the thing that's scary. And tonight, he, I don't know if he would have played if Zeke was healthy. I really don't. He, he might not have based on the rotation. And it's an interesting thing because I, I like Zeke. I like J. Mike, believe it or not. Uh, and I, But I just don't think they fit together. Like That's, that's an incomplete yeah. front court. And DeMarcus Cousins makes them complete even though I still like – I just the two layups he had, the two worst layups he had tonight – were so bad that I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know that he's going to start making these. You, just, That's don't how know, bad they you were. just don't know if he has it. There's the like, he's not finishing through contact. He's not dunking on guys. But then there's like wide open off the glass too far. And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. If you're missing those, I don't know what happens. But he had that one shot clock <laughs> winding down, drove the lane. Low. Scoop. A scoop. Like, oh, that it was, was huge. It was in the huge. recap. Yeah. I, oh, I, it was in the recap. You might I, have I that zoned part. out completely. You zoned out after the first three, four <laughs> minutes of the recap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank God Demarcus is a good foul shooter though, because yeah. like he needs to hit his free throws if he's not being efficient I from the floor. Like, I, don't, I don't like when he doesn't get a tech. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, did he doesn't play? happen that often. Did yeah, he even play? I honestly think Eric would that. like Boogie more if he just smiled more. If he had like Bones' yeah, yeah. like yeah. smile. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, dude. For me, every woman I see in the street or Boogie, I'm like, could you just smile more? Is that what you do? Everybody, I'm like, could you smile? That's my move. <laughs> Who is the biggest smiling big guy? It's Dwight Howard. Oh, God. I don't oh, think God. you would. I don't take this that. back. I don't think you want him smiling yeah, it's, it's that much. Him. <laughs> it is. Who yeah. else is a big guy that smiles a lot? Big smile? Uh, big Joel smiler. Big smiles a lot. DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan doesn't. He's hard good. Mason I don't know. There's not a lot of big. I'm just saying, a lot of big guys don't smile. Yeah. I, I will say I'm I'm actually happy the Nuggets Tom didn't Welch. trade Jamichael Green. I'm, I'm happy the Nuggets didn't trade Jamichael Green. At oh the, man, at here the we deadline. go. Tate corner here. Um, because I'm not convinced Boogie can be reliable just health wise. I mean, come on. Oh, health wise, <laughs> not even, exactly yeah. a hot take. But um, Jamichael Green, I don't think he's good. I don't like watching him. But 
he's kind of solid. Like, you kind of just know what you're getting with him. You can play him, and I, I think you can be okay. Um, <laughs> Harrison reaching for, like, yeah, compliments. I'm reaching right here. Hilarious. I'm, I'm has, reaching uh, here. He has cool shoulders. <laughs> he wears that undershirt for some reason. He wears, he wears shirts sometimes. I don't know. Like <laughs> but, um... I much prefer DeMarcus Cousins over him, no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. But I think Jamichael Green can still have some value. But with Boogie, like, the amount of movement you get in the second unit when Boogie's out there compared to Jamichael Green, it's not comparable. You know, there's so much more movement. There's so much more just, like, read and react. There's so much more cutting. Um, It's such a healthier offense when Boogie's out there because when he's not, it's just pick and pop, pick and pop. Decent chance we get Monte Morris back on Monday. I'm very curious, you know, if that happens. I've, I've really enjoyed – one of the things I've liked about Bones, you know, getting this opportunity is it's with Jokic. Yep. And now, if Monte is back – by the way, it's an if. Donovan <coughs> Mitchell missed, like, eight games with a yeah, concussion, yeah. so who knows. But if Monte is back on Monday, uh, you know, maybe Bones stays in the rotation but is off the bench, and it's a completely different challenge. It's a completely different read, all this different stuff. So – I like that Bones got this little opportunity here, this little pocket, and I'm curious to see. I assume if Monte's back, Bones, he's the guy that jumps down to the second unit. Austin Rivers tonight only played 20 minutes. Bryn Forbes only played 14. I'm not sure which of those two guys gets cut out of the rotation. I, they're not going to cut out Bryn Forbes. Yeah, you don't I think? Say, I think it'll be Austin Rivers. It'll anyway. be Austin Rivers. Like Austin Rivers, They just if you think about the part uh, of roster construction that's like, Based on how people, where people were drafted, how much money they're making, how they're acquired. Bryn Forbes, they traded for. Austin Rivers, they picked up off of the couch. Austin Rivers won a playoff series for him. No, I know, but I just don't think they're going to bench Bryn Forbes. Well, I mean, if Zeke's going to be back, that means that one of J. Mike or Demarcus is going to get there next. Yeah, that's J. Mike. That's interesting. Hopefully, it's J. Mike. Um, how confident are you about that, though? Demarcus on a ten-day. Going back to your point. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, um, but I bet it's Austin Rivers who's out over Forbes. Yeah, if, if, guaranteed. So Austin Rivers out. Who's the other guy that's out? Cousins. Yeah. No, J. Mike. I, I hope it's not J. Dude, Boogie makes like Boogie is not a great player anymore. Yeah, but he's just still a big body, and the he's a he, bad player, he's but a ba- he's a positive. He also plays one every like five games. I know so he just had his game. He, he's so not true. playing anymore. I so know. True. I mean, it's true. It's, it's true. pretty wild. All right, why don't we hit another break? On the other side, though, put a bow on this game. Put a bow on this weekend. Uh, but also maybe talk a little Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl! You know who's in the Super Bowl this weekend? Uh, Stan Kroenke. Let's go, dude. <laughs> want to talk about that on the other side? The moment we've been waiting for since September, it's finally here. In honor of the big game. The big one. The big game? The big game. It's tomorrow. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5. Get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer. It's fine. You can still get in with same game parlays. They've also got tons of awesome props on... Super Bowl Sunday as well. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5. Get $280 in free bets if your team wins. 
That's promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older. Car only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, also, if you haven't been able to watch Nuggets and Avalanche games this season, Ivaca TV. Ivaca TV. dope. They carry Altitude Sports and other national channels as well. Um, it's available in Denver, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, Boise, Twin Falls, Idaho, and Ivaca TV, most importantly, has Altitude Sports. Uh, they have ABC, NBC, Fox, CW, a lot of other cable channels as well. It's $25 per month, plus you get the receiver thrown in there no. for free. Wow. No contracts, no hidden fees. Your price is locked in for two years. Go to Ivaca TV slash DNVR. Ivaca.tv slash DNVR. Can I share a Ivaca.tv slash DNVR with you that I have every now and then? Do you ever the quaint days where you would sit down on your couch and turn the television on Love and watch it. the Nuggets? The best. Absolute best. I, like, it's like such a quaint idea. Uh, so, like, four seasons yeah. ago, like, man. At, a, at home. Distant memory. Oh, really? On your own personal oh, I television. You at the bar because that's the only no, place no. you can watch. No, no, and like not with a HDMI cord I remember in those days. That was it's, crazy. Right? It's like you, like we all were eating saltwater taffy back then. <laughs> that's so true. Uh, uh, you, know what I, stick. you know what I'm a big fan of? People that come in and upset, is it upset the apple cart? That the like new innovations, you know, they look at this, oh. the, especially with technology, you look at the landscape and you say, How can we change things? That's what this is upsetting the apple cart. Yeah, Hell is, yeah, that, is that right? Did I use that wrong? I think that I've never correct. heard it, but I, I, right. I, it sounds okay. Apple seed. It's just such a rarely used colloquial. It is so yeah. rare. It actually just sounds like you're talking about an apple cart. It does sound like <laughs> probably uh, hasn't been yeah. used since the <laughs> feudalism, but now what they call them is just disruptors. Disruptor, you're, you're a disruptor, <laughs> an industry disruptor. You know, you know who else is an industry disruptor? Uh, Magellan? DNVR. <laughs> DNVR. I'm Disrupting just, I'm just gonna, the industry. I'm just going to make reference to a hater uh, who uh, who was barking at me earlier today. Got got shut up pretty quickly. Dude, our but haters suck. Our haters are so lame, man. Dude, so everyone, lame. That, everyone that's a hater of us, it's like so obvious why they're haters. It is so dude, obvious. Stop being, it's stop being so, so lame, dude. A lot of them are former employees. Yeah, they're all. They all are. Don't be a player hater. Uh, We got. Don't be a player hater. Like honestly, just spread love, man. Spread love. All right, what do we got? Uh, We got some super chats. Let's read them all. Morgan says, "Will he be buckets leading plus minus for all you Jokic bandwagon Nugget fans?" This sounds like an insult of of a uh, super chat here. Faku played great. N Malone put Bones in fourth. Imagine if Boogie started making shots. Hey, man, that's pretty much the whole show. That's, he got, that's, he that's he the 60 second re- recap Holy we needed crap, right there. Man, why did we spend Dude, an hour on this? I can't even allow my brain to go to a place where Boogie is making shots, and I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Boogie, he scored four points a game. Like, bleh. all right, what is the what is the most feel like? How many points is Boogie gonna have in the th- game he shoots over 50 percent? Eight one. points. Four, four <laughs> points. You think he's going to have a game of two of four. Gonna make one. Two he's gonna make this one. <laughs> Eventually, he's gonna be, I'm just not shooting anymore. You don't think he's going to have like a 15-point game on six of eight shooting or something? I guess that wouldn't work. I would couldn't it? see that happen. Point game. No. His best efficiency so far, four of ten. Hell yeah, That's dude. best so far? <laughs> well, I'm going to do a look, quick, some quick one math of here. Seven, people have one of five, I four of ten, one of seven, I mean, two of six, like one of six. From the field. I've calculated four of ten to be 50%. That's 50 for your right, <laughs> man. Great math. <laughs> that is uh, Fort Collins High School. All right, what do we got? Uh, it's Rocky Mountain. You, yeah. Rocky. He's shooting 24%. <laughs> 
Uh, he says, P.S. Just happy for Barton. Please forgive King Human. Top human the is top the human. correct the, uh, right. verbiage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what? I, I'm with it. King Yoke, top human. I'm happy for Barton, too. Like, there really is, I'm telling you, one thing about covering a team, we all want to change. Like, it, 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 I'm going to get too philosophical We all want to up, up, end the apple cart. We just want to up, up, <laughs> the apple cart. But what I'm saying is, nowadays, everybody's like, guy plays bad. Get him off the team. Yeah, that's the, like, I everything. Is, I always <laughs> think about, like, relationships, too. You're just like, you know what? Upset at my friend. Never talking to him again. Like, no, come on, man. Sometimes <laughs> this is how it is. You root, It's better to root for a player who's playing poorly to play well than it is to just be like, let's cut them out of our well, lives. This, here's what I'll say about sports and Twitter and where the two intersect. Yeah. Is that Twitter is a way to monitor and capture human emotion in real time. Yeah, it really you is. You understand where, how everyone's feeling about everything in yeah. real time. And oftentimes, your emotions betray you. So often. It's so easy to get angry at somebody and be like, get the F off my team. You don't really think that. Later on, you sleep. You, you saw this guy at, at, at Circle K. You'd ask for an autograph. Oh, really? Think, thanks for being on my team, Barton. Hey, what are you doing at but Circle K? What are, yeah, th strange things are afoot here at the Circle K. Uh. But the point is, is that you... Uh, I get it. Like you, you vent. You get mad. Some people take it too far, though. Some people like really adopt it into their hearts and their souls. Um, but it's okay to vent in the moment. But all these guys are great. I love. It's gonna sound guys. really weird because you just mentioned Circle K. Like I'm thinking, like when do you ever run into celebrities at random places? But at a gas station once, I ran into Andy Dick. I'm sorry. Is that the weirdest thing ever? Andy Dick at a gas <laughs> station? I could kind of see it. Dev just saw Jamal Murray at Circle K. Are you serious? <laughs> my mind just like was blown that you just said that. I was like, <laughs> apparently we gotta start hitting up Circle K more often. My it's mind's like, spot. when you said that, I'm just like, whoa. whoa. I swear. <laughs> Man, these super chats, huh? All right, what else we got? Uh, can't read that. Says human victory cigar Argentine. Oh, human victory cigar Argentine. Got it. Ah, human victory cigar Argentine. Uh, Tyler says shots. Super shots. Well, this Saturday, f yeah. me. It wow, yep. we're all boosted. Man, well, I don't, I don't want that. But you can pour those when uh, here in a second. Here, thanks, vote. Tyler. Uh, thanks, Tyler. You, you son, son of a you bitch. Sweet. <laughs> uh, the homie Brian Tyler. says, "Love Boogie." Can he learn to slow yoke style? Oh man, well he's a, already slow. He's pretty slow. I don't know if he's to learn anything. Uh, look like it tonight. Thoughts? Love the DNVR boogie shirt. Oh, boogie shirt. Yeah, I'll make it. I'll this make is a, the part of the show where people demand signed. you to make sure. I know, let him get signed. signed. It would be so funny to sign. <laughs> it, would, it, it will take me 10 days to get the shirt yeah, in. totally. And his contract will be over. He'll what be if he signed forever. for the rest of the year, though? Oh, uh, we'll just make a, a shirt that says four points, two of 20. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll workshop that. We'll workshop it. I like it. All right. Tim says, can they cut Faku or Green for a buyout like Gary or Lopez or Dragic? Um <laughs> Wait, wait, I'm bringing it down here. I mean, maybe they could. They could. They could always buy a player out. Dragic ain't coming here. Dragic, I don't think, is coming here. Gary, Gary there's talk he might not get bought out. Yeah, so we'll just have to. Although. Lopez, I'd rather have Cousins than Lopez. Really? Yeah. I, man, that's wild to me. George Carl, I think, said the same thing, by the way. You'd think George Carl would bury Buck Boogie. No. Well, George Carl is a man who has lived a, a life of conflict. Man. 
thrives in conflict. Thrives in conflict. So specific conflict he goes he towards conflict. Life, he does not take personally. He just is like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, know, had a, we had a fight. There's like certain life forms that can live on like the edge of volcanoes yes, where it's like 120 that, degrees. Yes. That's like George Carlin. Like most He's organisms can't yes. handle 24 7 fighting. But George, George Carlin built for this. And He's built for different, it. man. And, that, and the other thing I'll say about here's the thing whether you agree or not, because he had a take in the last one where he said, he he phrased it in a hilarious way, purposefully. He said he would trade Michael Porter Jr. for Mike Conley, which, of course, you wouldn't trade those guys straight up. But what he's saying is a true veteran point guard is more valuable to this team than a volume scorer. That that was the point he was trying to get at. Whether you agree or disagree, whatever. The thing I was going to say is I'm not surprised also that he would be like, yeah, Boogie's awesome, because George Carl really does keep it 100 at all times. Yep. He just, yep. like, he, he doesn't mind fighting. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. But he also, like... If you like criticize him, he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. He just loves. It is great. It doesn't like, bother him. Look, man, I mean, he, he's taken so much criticism and, and he's seen so much NBA drama in his life. Nothing phases well, not him. Not only that, like he's gone through uh, the thing where you are faced with your own mortality and you're right. like, I don't sure, care. Yeah. Like, so, like, you're like, do you like Boogie's? Like, no, or <laughs> yes, or whatever. Like, no, 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 no. He ats Boogie. He replied. Like, I did. He ats him when I did the like. I, it's crazy. They put the snake emoji. I'm just like, yo, I'm tagged in this thing. Like, come at me now. I mean, when, this is like old, but like when I watched Squid Game. <laughs> he was the old man in Squid uh, Game. That's how I think of. Spoiler George. alert! Oh, spoiler yeah, alert! Did he fight dirty. Yes, he fights dirty. He's the dirtiest. He fights dirty. <laughs> I love it. All right, what else we got? Uh, Ryan Green says, Jokic literally took the defensive player of the game chain from Malone post game." Oh, man, I missed it. I saw it. it Did is, you? It's great. It's pretty great. He he's just like, walks up. He's like, oh, I love that. Because he got it. The homie Ryan Green. That's great. Uh, Ryan I'll, Green, I love goat. I love that, man. He does deserve it. You get a game-saving block. I'm sorry. That's true. I That's, thought Malone might try to give it to Faku tonight. I don't know. Faku actually made more defensive plays than Yoke did tonight. <laughs> did we have, can we take a second? I'm kidding. How, I'm kidding. Faku played a great kidding. game tonight. I've taken so many seconds to say that. Faku? What a great game by Great? <clears throat> well, I'm just saying, like, he was much maligned last man. night. Great? Great? Man. Well, he played it. He played. <laughs> We're not doing this. We're not right, doing this. We're not playing the right game. He, he, he played the right know. game. He played the right game. What else we got? Uh, are fouls the reason Jokic only does this at the end of game? Block versus elite athleticism, Zion OG. So feels like he could do more at the rim. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, Yoke's rarely in foul trouble, so I think he would be blocking shots at the rim left and right in the first quarter, too. Well, he doesn't block shots, though. It is confusing. But he, I mean, I understand this question because it's like when it matters, he just is, it seems like he's willing to gamble more. Here's mm -hmm. what I'll say here's what I think happens it's timing. Everybody knew there was only enough time for that shot to sure. get off. Yeah. There was no time for the like pass, pump fake, and get yeah. it off. So Jokic fully committed. Jokic is very good at playing in between. I always yeah. call it cat and mouse on the list where I talk about do you step up to the to the the ball handler or do you play back to the lob? He's very good at tricking guys, and then they end up settling for six footers, seven footers, and that shot's a lot, you know, more questionable than a dunk. At the end of the game, I really just think it was like we're out of time. He's shooting it. I'm going full commit. I agree. I agree. Um, he does play a great cat and mouse game. I'm thinking back to that compilation of him playing drop defense against Chris Paul, and oh that God. Suns fan was like, look how terrible Yoke is p defending the pick and roll. It's like, no, he's defending it perfectly. Right, Just right. Chris Paul is making these ridiculous mid-range fadeaway jumpers. A lot of context always for all this stuff. Jeremy says, wore my bones jersey. 
Way to adapt, coach. Block. Love it. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm reading these wrong. Yeah, I mean, you you do put odd emphasis on things. I don't think you you're, I don't think you see it that well. And I don't you, see it that well. That, yeah, you don't quite. Do so we also like, have lights? There's in nothing our worse eyes? than when it, we're midway through one and you realize it's supposed to be rhyming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah that's, the, that's worst. the worst. All right, what else do we have? <laughs> hey, well, g- hey, guys! <laughs> great, <boy. laughs> great, great game. Four a.m. here. Mm. Totally worth it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Thanks, Nicola, for saving my Sunday. Also, do you like cheese? Hold on, wait, what? <laughs> this is Flo. He's our French homie. Um, it's for him in France. For him in France. Uh, Flo's I'm, coming, by the way. He's coming out. Uh, what? I think he might be here for the party bus. Flo, oh. are you? Is that right? In the chat, find <laughs> out. I think he might be here for the party Hell bus. Hell yeah. Oh, always, man. When we meet our f- fans from. Oh, our, that's our, why he's asking if we like cheese. Is he going to bring us some cheese? going to bring some us some French cheese. cheese. Okay. No. I mean, first of all, if that's the, if that's the point, are you kidding me? It's like my top yeah, food. Yeah, let's get some uh, charcuterie boards on the bus going. Oh, some charcuterie <laughs> boards. Like Marco the Serbian brought yes, homemade bathtub rakia, and Flo's going to bring a charcuterie board. We love it. Fromage. Oh, my God. So classy. Can't wait. Uh, Gene Nee says, welcome to the Bone Show. Nishan got big stones, yo. Oh, here it is. Running it's the rhyming. O with the pro flow. <laughs> Hitting threes like a free throw. <laughs> Watching his trust with Malone. Wow. Grow. Oh, bars. Bars. He spit fire. He spit fire. Unbelievable. Bars. He's a poet. Gene Nee. So Not nice. going to lie. He when you nice. said Nishan, I was like, who? <laughs> I think Nishan's a dope name too though That's the other thing yeah. about it yeah, Nishan um, is a great name uh, As we wait here for Brendan Vote, Who I believe has some good quotes from the post game So we're definitely going to want to wait on that uh, The Super Bowl's tomorrow Handful of international people I'm sure Don't, don't realize this Super Bowl man it, it's the biggest thing of the year yeah. Sports wise there's nothing that comes even remotely Close to it it's a big one Rams, Bengals who gives I don't really care about that It's just more of the theatrics But here's the big thing for me Stan Kroenke owns the Los Angeles Rams. And to be honest with you, they've done a really nice job. I don't know, try to get too in the weeds here, but when you talk about how in the, the Los Angeles tenure, how they've gone about building their roster and, and building that franchise, they've actually done a really nice job. And here you are at the doorstep of winning a Super Bowl. Should they win, just for reference, when we talk about like accolades, winning a Super Bowl, that's the top. For an owner, like winning the Super Bowl is the top thing yeah. an, a sports owner can the do. The big game. So Stan Kroenke, does, he has Stanley Cup, uh, they have Stanley? Yeah, 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 Stanley Cup. Uh, what did Avalanche? he buy it? Ninety, two thousand. Uh, after the, the uh, I actually don't know the answer. To yeah, that. actually, I'm not one hundred percent certain about that now that. But I think he will. It, it was uh, close. I think he did. I think. But he, uh, they own uh, Ball Arena, and one of them was one in Ball Arena, so they. Okay. Oh, okay. Then time. there you go. Then okay. Then absolutely. So they do have one. But nonetheless, winning a Super Bowl would be big. You got the Avs, who again look like the top team, or at least in the conversation for that. And this Nuggets team, we think would have been had they been healthy. Do you care, Dev, at all about Stan Kroenke? And I'm not saying like you're rooting for him. Like it's weird to root for owners in any capacity. But do you Never care do at all? It. And do you think it means anything for him to have a team in the Super Bowl and maybe as a favorite in the Super Bowl? I'll say yes. And the reason that I say yes is because. The Rams did a good job of actually making things oh, yeah. happen. They shuffled things around. Son they also he opened up his checkbook, and I think right. that that's like something that the Nuggets fans um, have wanted him to do, and he right. hasn't no. done in a long time. So, if he goes and wins a, a, a Super Bowl while opening the checkbook, maybe that pushes him to doing it for his other teams. So that's why I would say yes. I think that it matters. 
here's the thing about the Rams in general and just the way that they have gone about their business is that if they, in fact, win the Super Bowl, they will change the NFL forever moving forward because they yeah. have managed their team like an NBA franchise manages their team. They had late season acquisitions. Buyouts. They, buyouts. They traded all of their future picks to really go in the way that NBA teams do. Um, is it And you want a owner to feel success and joy from making moves yeah, that that's affect true. the team. That's like, a great point. If you get a Super Bowl win and it feels good and like you're remember why it is that you're doing this, like you want okay, like you want to keep this going. Like the not only just emotionally, but like the financial implications of a winning franchise as opposed to just a franchise that exists. I, like it's it's not And you might close. even get showered with a little bit of like look at Stan. Totally. You know like a little like look at this Dude, guy he's the, a winner. The Cronkies have been the Cronkies, much maligned say. ever since they uh got into Arsenal and like got right. it's been pretty bad and I mean we've talked about this the whole time. Like all the while they have been owning team stateside that have been flourishing because they've been allowed to there's no micromanagement like they do their thing where they put the right people involved and they give them the tools that they need to to be successful but what dev is saying i agree with and we've actually seen it with the nuggets already like they've invested in this team like they're not afraid to go into the tax they're not afraid to actually pay these players that they got that are transcendent and recognize um MPJ already has a max contract. Jamal Murray has a max contract. Nikola Jokic has a massive contract. Like they've they have invested in the right ways. And so, I mean, winning is just great because I just think it it, it energizes the organization that we're ultimately subservient to. Right. Yeah. It's weird because the Rams and like the Nuggets abs, that feels like okay together. The Rams are just like it's, it feels yeah. weird. But. I think it could have some trickle down effect. Just. From a vibes perspective, the vibes could be a little better. <laughs> yeah, also, if Stan Kroenke wins a Super Bowl, you know, like think about if the Rams just sucked, he'd probably be really stressed out, like have a short temper, maybe just like make a really bad firing or something on right. one of his other teams. Totally. You know, if, if they win a Super Bowl, he's like, I'm good, man. Especially because that, that's the it's the opposite of what you're saying, where you feel rewarded for what you the yes. way you've gone about business. Whereas if you lose, you're kind of like, was it worth it? Maybe not. Well, what I mean, truthfully, yeah. the, the Rams are in like a really precarious situation. If they don't win, then they have mortgaged their future right. for this year. They're sort of like left thinking exactly like, should we ever do that again? Right. So I, I hope that they do because it this is that type of like maverick, you know, uh, I don't know, enthusiasm when owning a team is like what made Pat Bowen so great and like has what made has made other owners so great. So if the Cronkies just feel validated by being uh, bold, then, you know, it stands to reason they would do it more. People are going to I have to like be very careful with how I say this because I don't I don't know Josh Cronkie very well at all. Like, so I can't really attest, like speak to his character, this or that. I just want to get to story. He's always been like incredibly like weird to say again, but relatable or just nice and like open. Do you and mean you're, like you're just both tall? Yeah, both tall. No, but I'm saying like <laughs> we see eye uh, to eye on a lot of things. A little, a little, a little personal story here. A couple years back, a guy named Brett Barrett, who I was very close with, passed away, and I remember Josh like went out of his way to reach reach out and make sure I could be a part of certain, you know, uh, services and different things like that in this one in this one way and like. You know, so you think of oftentimes like billionaires. You always hear some of these stories with Joe Lacob, how he like never looks anyone in the eye. And like, you know, this is like the stereotypical. Josh has been like to me a normal guy who just happens to be the son of a guy with billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. So I also that to say is like I hear a lot of things about like, oh, this asshole. I don't know. Maybe he is. I don't know. But I'm just saying to in my experiences, he's always been, you know, like 
just a normal like human guy. So for me, I just look at that and I'm like, I'm interested. I hope Josh he comes Cronky. on the show. Normal human guy. <laughs> I hope he comes on the show. I think it'd be good on his off. I would hang out with Josh Cronky. I think it'd be good for him to come on. But I, to the point about you know what it means if they were to get this, I do think you're right, Eric. That you get this and people look at. Stan Kroenke, who's re the real owner, but they look at the Kroenke uh, empire maybe just a little bit differently, and you say, hey, you know what? Not just a rich asshole. Rich asshole knows how to win, <laughs> and you know maybe it does trickle down into everything else, and 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 those things they start to you start to learn, you start to grow from it. Yeah, so, and maybe it. they can get the Nuggets back on TV. And build a practice. <laughs> oh, There's no shortage of things right. that they have been a part of that have been kind of annoying. Right, um, yeah, I don't want to get carried away. I just gave a little short speech. Uh, Dev, oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Take the graphic down. We got to yeah, we we do business this. Yeah, here. we got business here. Hey. All right. Uh, here's to Stan Kroenke. No. Here's to Stan Kroenke. <laughs> oh, easy. And us easy. having a great time without vote. Oh, God damn. He's oh, in. damn it. He's in. Givali. <laughs> Givali. Oh, was, was that your water, Dev? Did I just drink Yeah, I just chucked his water. I drink your milkshake, Dev. Woo, that was fantastic. Now a graphic while we're all dying. Jeevely. Oh, I didn't like it either, man. If we're gonna be, we're keeping it a buck here. Keeping it a bucko. Keeping it one hundred. All, all right. right. Well, hey, vote. We had a great show, man. Oh, my, well, listen. Dude, this was like a ten out of ten show. Yeah, we've got some great updates. Oh, we do have one. Okay. No, one more. I've got a super chat. I need the audience to know. That was not a shot next to Dev. I just drank his backwash. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, thank you. I can't read it because it's behind a thing. Uh, I low, I low key love that Joker only becomes a rim protector super chat protector in the most clutch of moments. Yeah, just when he needs to. Yeah, of course, man. That is exactly what it is. Jokic knows exactly. What is it that that poem? When I saw there was just one set of footprints, I realized Jokic was carrying me. Yeah. That, that old poem from the Bible or whatever. That's not from the Bible. It's a poem that people... Come on, it's man. Called, it's called Footprints. Yeah, Footprints in the Sand. It's not from the Bible, though. It's you realize that's not from the Bible, right? Uh, also, like Chronicles of Narnia, not part of the Bible either. That's not true. It's, it's strikingly similar, though. It is, similar. It is jarringly Deb, similar. you're not even to say goodbye, man. It's See Saturday night. <laughs> Deb, like, say, hey, Deb week, is gone. My goodness, man. Sped over here for Big T, but when it's just us, he's like, I'm out of here, man. Unbelievable. He's probably going to hang out with Big T. Right? He probably is. <laughs> he's going to hang out here with Low T. All right, vote. <laughs> that was good. What's up, man? Uh, take us inside the locker room. All right, well, Michael Malone let us know right away that uh, Jokic didn't just receive the defensive player of the game chain. He took it. In fact, he walked into the locker room, walked right up to Michael Malone, plucked it out of his hands, and said, I'll take this. Uh, which drew the biggest reaction of the night from the locker room. Everyone loved that. I love that. Um, he talked about the end of the game. Uh, he said, look, there was a breakdown, and Freddie Van Vliet, who's an all-star, gets a three. Can't happen. Uh, and then how often do you see Jokic miss two free throws in a row? And Hopefully then, never again. Only when then, I have money on him getting 30 points. That's and then I mean. we had the same breakdown the next play. He pointed out they ran the same play, Toronto, that is. Same action. Got Fred the, the same look, more or less. Didn't fall. Uh, and then it was an incredible shot in addition to being like a half-second misstep by both guys, both AJ and Will Barton, yeah. The fact that Malone calls him Freddie Van Vliet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Freddie Van Vliet. I, I only call it. him Fred, Freddie yeah. Velvet. Fre Freddie Velvet? Freddie, Freddie Van Vliet is definitely what a New Yorker OG calls Fred Akinobi, Van Vliet. Freddie Van Fleet. All right. Um, in New York, you give everybody an E at the end. Yeah. 
windy over here. <laughs> duh, 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 duh. Obviously, what jumps out, turnovers are still an issue for us. But actually, I want to point out, he said one thing that stands out, and then he listed like five things. But, <laughs> uh, turnovers are still an issue, but we did have 28 assists. That's a really good number. But how about the rebounding? We were plus 15 on the glass. Uh, when you can out-rebound a team 50 to 35, you're in good shape. On Bones Highland, he says, well, the young man is not scared. He is not scared of the moment. Hell yeah. He Whoa. said that Bones is like me. Uh, he doesn't have a very good <laughs> poker face. Uh, and then he said that Bones actually could probably stand to work on his poker face a little bit, just not getting too high, not too low, sort of regardless of the result on the floor. Bones wears his emotions on his sleeves, obviously. Malone said at one point he noticed he was kind of slumping, kind of down. He was missing some shots. And he said, I just grabbed him. He loves this uh, one. I just he grabbed him. Did he really just grabbed him? He just huh? grabbed him. That's wow. a drink if you're yeah, taking that is definitely a drink on Saturday night. And I said, keep <laughs> shooting. Um, I'm going to start grabbing you guys. Please don't. I'm just going to be grabbing you. Like, Eric, just grab you. I'm yeah, going to establish an HR department. Like, after a bad ad read, vote. Win's vote. not here, and I'm not doing it. Just so get your shit together. Um, you can grab me, bro. Yeah. I'm going to grab you. <laughs> and then, uh, 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 uh. He said, all I ask of Bones is that he comes in and gives it everything he has, you know, playing hard, uh, which I thought was yeah. revealing to some extent because, obviously, Bones has to earn these minutes even now, so there's some insight into his perspective on I it. also love that Faku always gives 100%. Like, you say whatever you want about him. He never gives less oh than 100%. I mean, that's the reason. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You go, why does Malone play him so much? That is it. He's watching games. He's going, no one's caring, and I know one guy that will. Um we talked to Bones. It was awesome. He uh, he says, we're just so proud of Yoke. I love the way he said that. Like That's a vet awesome. talking about his mm. rook. Oh, know? my God. This guy um, is too much. Just shows you how great of a player he is and, and how quick he can forget about his mistakes. We knew something. We knew it was going to come down to him, something involving him. Um, and we knew we'd need him. So we're just so proud of him. On the big three that he hit, he said, throughout the game, I was getting great looks. Uh, the kind of looks that I knocked down. They were just rimming in and out all game. I just kept telling myself. I'm going to get one chance. I'm going to get one big shot. I'm going to get one chance to do something big. He was right, obviously, guys. My God. Um, eventually, He said eventually Toronto had to stop doubling because they couldn't leave shooters open. Not really sure if that's true. Might have to go back and rewatch that. But he did say it. Uh, they no shot it pretty well from three. 38%. It's, it's well, okay. I, I just meant the stop, stop doubling part. I don't yeah. But I would have to double check. Um, and then he said... On no fans, it kind of reminded him of college because obviously he's played in that kind of environment <laughs> fairly recently. That's uh, crazy, right? Isn't that it's kind of weird? Yeah, but you think, huh? that must be so weird to go back to that. Anyway, I'm telling you, it's weird, man. Joel Rush NBA also teased him. Uh, he said that's his Twitter handle. I don't know why I just said that instead of his name. Joel Rush <laughs> teased him and he said it looked like after that big three, you came down the floor and you wanted to jack up another one, but then you hit Yoke with a post entry. Or, or something like that. And Bones literally laughed out loud in the middle of the question. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Pointed at the camera and said, you saw that. And then he said, I absolutely wanted to pull up on that. I am not going to lie. Bottoms. But time and score, uh, ultimately, he, he holstered, chose something more responsible. Uh, let's go to Jokic. Let's go to Big Yoke. Last night, very animated, spicy, you could say. Tonight, yeah. not so much. Right back to normal Noke. Yoke. Um on the big block, the game-winning block, his third game-winning block of the season. Hell yeah, it was whatever. He did not have very much time. He <laughs> had to shoot it. He I had was to shoot it. Just there, so he had, I jumped yeah. and I blocked it. And we he won. didn't have time. That's what Yoke said. He didn't have time. He had to shoot it. 
<laughs> well, See. there you go. We talked about that. Yeah. Didn't have time. All Didn't he could do time. was shoot it. No All time. he could do. Uh, he also downplayed the Depog chain, saying he gave it away immediately. Quote, I'm just going to lose it. End quote. Um, he did I say that. that it was a really good game for Yoke them. Yoke might be like a giant child. Like, he, where's the defensive player of the game? Oh crap! I, you know, I knew that was my responsibility. I think it's at Burger King. I think I left it on the counter. Uh, Dude, if Jokic loses the Depog chain at Burger King, it's going to be the greatest story ever told. He said that they shared the ball really well, Denver, and it was a good game for them overall. He was asked about Toronto's style and size, and if they lean on their length and. And quickness a lot, and Jokic kind of struggled with the question, laughing, basically saying, like, of course, that's a good thing. He said, at one moment, we had Faku, Bones, and Austin, and they had, like, five really tall guys out there. I think it's good when you can have a bunch of guys who are tall. Um, they make the court smaller. They scramble really well. They cover each other. They play for each other defensively. They play a different style of basketball, if that makes sense. Everyone's big. Everyone's switching. Um, also, I thought that was interesting, the way he said you know, obviously play for each other is Denver's mantra. And I really kind of think of it often as, a, as an offensive one, ball movement, you know, playing the right way, playing through each other. Kind of interesting to see Jokic say they play for each other defensively. I just thought it was an interesting perspective on, on what's been one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Uh, and then I asked him about he and Barton and how each of them responded tonight in his eyes. And um, I thought he would have a really insightful answer. And he said, uh, I don't know, actually, let me check. Then he looked at the box score. He said, we were a little better. Maybe we didn't have so much two-man game or whatever, but we didn't make as many mistakes. I had a couple really bad passes to him. I think last night was really bad for us, and we were better. And I, you know, that answer in there, he kind of says what I think he alluded to last night when he said chemistry. You know, the two-man game. It's not, hey, you have to be better and I have to be better. Like, let's do it together, mm -hmm. you know, um, because they can. And so they didn't. we didn't see a ton of that tonight, to Yoke's point. But they did clean up the mistakes, and so he thought everyone was better tonight. Yeah. Let's go. You were better tonight, too, I have to say. Thanks, man. No, it's just you were bad last night. I was depressed <laughs> last night. Oh, can I shoehorn some stuff in? Shoehorn oh, it. Yeah, let's go. So now that they won and they didn't drop both games, can we point out how competitive they just were in a back-to-back -back on the road against the two hottest teams in the league? Nope. Yeah. Down their first and second string point guard? Can we talk about that? That was a really good showing, and it was maybe Malone overthinking the final few minutes of that last game from back-to-back -back wins. Obviously, we're in the results portion. They just need to pick them up. But I do think you can be encouraged by how competitive they were in each of these games. Also, I'm going to do it. Faku, another good game. Good minutes from Faku I already did again. it. I already did it. Fourth string oh, man, point, we didn't mention that. Fourth yeah. string point guard. Fourth <laughs> string point guard now on the biannual exception. Comes in after being out of the rotation. Gives them exactly what they need. Nobody, no, you guys should see, like, um, one of the best workouts there is, is whatever vote does during Faku minutes. Like, he's jumping up and down. He's in the full squat. I mean, it's a full-on body workout. Dude, like He almost hit that half-court heave after the steal. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would have been an all-timer. I would have knocked the glass down. <laughs> he just runs through the glass wall, shatters it all. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, overthinking this last one. It's a little weird, but honestly, the way it's worked out is kind of nice. Mm. Look, I mean, I want the Nuggets to be at top 60. It's the only thing I care about, like everything else. So as long as they do that, then I'm not going to sweat the Celtics one. But in a weird way, I do feel like the Celtics game going the way it did with Malone sticking to, to with Faku too long or whatever, mm. not trusting in Bones, led to tonight, which was the payoff. Like yesterday was the price. Today was the payoff. And would you have rather have won both games? Of course. But I got to say there's something poetic about the way it's. 
you got an opportunity in almost the exact same situation totally. one night later hilarious. and you got to do it it almost feels better that you got to well, show if, if a you lesson. win last night with Faku I mean there's no doubt Faku's closing tonight's game yeah, and that's true. the fact that Bones did and, and like this is a big moment for him I feel like it's it's way better for just the long-term prospects of this team and, and if you close last game and with Bones and you lose then Faku maybe closes tonight 17 straight minutes or sure. something I'm just saying like it worked out in a way that made it so I feel like everybody sort of gets elevated including yep. Faku who again yeah to your point had great stints and then Bones too I also asked Bones about what he saw from Faku these last two games his mentor is vet off the bench and he said it was just great to see him out there doing his thing and that he never got detracted from yeah. being taken out of that rotation. Um, and it was just really nice for them to see him. And it's just a reminder, man, as toxic as it can get online and stuff. <laughs> these guys are all on the same team, right? They're trying together. They want to do it together. The trade deadline's come and gone. So, you know, we can sit here and lament the shortcomings of players who are not stars, who have shortcomings every single night until we all go insane. Right. But let's make sure to stop and appreciate when these guys do contribute sometimes more than they're asked to in these circumstances. Wow, the ballad of Faku composite no, by Brendan Faku, hey man, and Barton, who, like, again, response, he hits that big shot it's tonight. So true. He had a good defensive possession on Siakam. None of these guys are perfect. I will not pretend they are. Um, but stars aren't perfect, so let's just try to appreciate what they can give us when they do give it to us, and I would argue that this season we've seen it more than it feels like. Yeah. No question about it. All great notes. Hit that outro music here, Kale. This was a great way. To, this was a great way to end this uh, this this week. Is a great way to yeah. end this. Uh, now you got the Super Bowl coming up, which I'm very excited about. You guys can come, of course, here to the DNVR bar. Eric, you're gonna be here. I'm going to be here at the DNVR bar. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be boisterous. I'm probably going to be drunk. Uh, I'll be slapping probably. high fives. I'll be giving out hugs and. Hugs. Oh, you're going to grab, grab some people? He's going to grab somebody? and going to grab some folks. Sometimes you got to grab them. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, it, it should be really good. Guys, I have one request as we head into our weekend. If you guys don't mind, if you're watching this one, or if you're listening to it on your way to work, maybe of the following week or what have you, if you don't mind, open up your app, the Apple Podcast app, and go ahead and throw a five-star review. We haven't Let's had go. very many uh, recently, so send us some love. Uh, if you enjoy the show, let us know that you do, and of course, you leave that five-star review. We're also a podcast, of course. Uh, and, and we you, always appreciate that. If you don't enjoy it, keep it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To yourself, though. Yeah, yeah. Choose another podcast, you yeah. loser. Well, yeah. well, there you go. Well, well that's the, that's <laughs> the end. Tough love. Another three star <laughs> incoming. We'll see you guys. Let's go. Green Mountain Dental Group is the best damn family owned dentist in the metro. They're extreme Colorado sports fans. They're longtime partners and friends of ours at DNVR. And they want you to know, if you don't know, that when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you will walk out the door with a free Sonicare toothbrush. Green Mountain Dental Group. Check them out.